Hello and welcome to the Tech Geek Podcast, folks. I'm Sukriti and I'm here with a very interesting conversation on how design thinking is complementing DevSecOps. A design thinking mindset injects more user-centric thinking into the DevOps environment and increases the likelihood that uh, IT will deliver what uh, users need. It also helps to ensure that the user's feedback is part of the ongoing development and deployment processes. I'm going to further deep dive into this topic in today's episode with the director, Business Technology Consulting of Microfocus, Manish Gupta. Welcome to the show, Manish. Hey, thanks, Sukriti. Uh, thank you for the introduction and also providing us the opportunity to share our thoughts on this platform. Really looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to the show, Manish, once again. And uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this conversation and help us and our, our audience understand uh, the entire importance of design thinking and uh, DevSecOps. So without any uh, you know, delay, I'm going to ask the questions and I'm really excited to know the answers uh, from you, Manish. So to begin yeah. with, tell me why is it crucial for companies to embrace DevOps mindset, culture, and tool chains for staying ahead in the digital era? Uh, certainly, I, and I think you used quite a few terms there, you know, starting with digital era. I think the fundamental building blocks of the business, uh, one of the key component now is software, and that's what we relate to in the digital era. Sometimes software is the business itself, uh, and we see so many examples of new age businesses these days who are completely are driving this change. Uh, you know, take examples in the media streaming or cab aggregation services, or even food delivery. So what this essentially is turning into is a race where everyone wants to deliver software innovations and improved customer experience faster than their competitors. And of course, because this is uh, the business, uh, they want to gain the mind share and retain their customers. So DevSecOps and embracing the culture of DevSecOps has actually become a way for organizations to differentiate themselves. And they use this technique to speed up their software delivery and deliver a better customer experience. And as far as the culture goes, uh, I think it's very important to uh, look at the origin of the word DevSecOps itself. Uh, essentially, we are saying that you know, there were all these silos of development and operations which are now being broken uh, down and uh, we're trying to create uh, an integrated approach. But also, I think you referred to tool chains, and that's, again, a very important concept when we talk about DevSecOps, because uh, you know, these tool chains can orchestrate an automated way to deliver software, but I think it's also very important to see how we govern the delivery process. So it's not just automating, but also providing the governance framework for software delivery. And I think uh, uh, just if I drill down on the cultural aspect and I talked about the silos that have existed or you know we witnessed them uh, quite a few years back as well, uh, the development silos and then the testing and then the release and operations people and the security have their own silo. And sometimes they had conflicting agendas. So each uh, one had their own understanding of the objectives and there was no uh, not really any common goals that they would work towards. So in terms of uh, shifting to this DevOps culture, uh, one of, uh, I would say, uh, objectives is also to set aside these conflicts and work together for the betterment. Uh, and then I think that also uh, follows into the tool chain aspect. And uh, because of the silos in the past, we had all these fragmented tool chains 
the automation levels ended up being lower. And also because of the fragmentation of the tool chain, uh, we could not get metrics uh, all aligned uh, to get, give us the visibility from an end-to-end -end perspective of the work uh, flow. So modern DevOps tool chains uh, can not only orchestrate automation across uh, the build and the test and the delivery part of software, but today we are seeing uh, adoption of AI and analytics techniques also to provide visibility and insights across the entire end-to-end -end process. Uh, you know, people are talking about now uh, identifying metrics that will, uh, you know, uh, measure waste in the system or friction. Uh, and also, I think there is a move towards aligning this overall delivery execution with the business objectives. So this is where I think DevOps is evolving into this new realm called value stream management. And maybe I'll touch upon a little bit more uh, later in this uh, conversation. Interesting. So Manish, uh, we had set up a conversation, you know, in the very beginning that uh, we are here to talk about how uh, design thinking is complementing uh, their stack ops all together. Help us right. understand what is the correlation between the two? Uh, perfect. So design thinking, as we all know, is a structured process that refers to uh, a user-centric technique that you can use to develop uh, solutions to problems. And uh, it uses evidence of how a product or service is used to further refine it. And this makes it an iterative process by definition, right? So we are looking at a feedback mechanism from how the user is using a product and then taking that feedback uh, back into product management and development. So by the nature of this uh, mechanism, because it's an iterative process, uh, agile and DevOps techniques uh, become an ideal delivery mechanism to meet this objective. Of course, uh, you know, with DevOps, you want to speed up these iterations. The, you know, we talk about failing fast. Uh, so the faster the feedback, the faster we'll be able to adapt and make changes to our approach. Uh, and this, uh, like I said, means incorporating feedback from uh, the operations, from the end users, back into the product management so that they can refine their backlog. But another key element of design thinking uh, that we hear a lot about is empathy. Uh, it's one of the, actually the first steps in the design thinking process. So while building a DevSecOps culture, uh, you know, imagine uh, we have developers and we have site reliability engineers or any other IT staff. Now in this context, empathy can be directed at the problems these users are facing in delivering software. So for example, in the DevOps manifesto as uh, published by the community, it, uh, it encourages the security professionals to think like developers. And uh, they would also like to integrate their tooling programmatically like developers. So uh, the entire point here is that while you want to remove barriers and enhance collaboration, you're also fostering trust, uh, which uh, you know aligns with this concept of empathy. So in this example, both the developer and the security professional, they understand each other's concerns, they can empathize, and ultimately, you know, that reduces friction, delivers better software. So I think it goes uh, very well together with uh, uh, the design thinking. Okay, and uh, what are the challenges? I'm sure every process and uh, every, uh, you know, coordination comes with a certain set of uh, problems, I should say. Uh, so yeah. tell me, what are the challenges that companies might face uh, with the DevSecOps uh, option, Manish? Yeah, and, and we focused a lot on understanding these challenges, uh, especially when the pandemic started. We actually commissioned a study with IDC 
to survey more than a thousand IT leaders across Asia Pacific. And uh, in that study, uh, along with this analyst, we were, we were able to identify at least five key obstacles that, uh, that companies are facing in DevSecOps adoption. And they range from, uh, you know, of course, the internal cultural resistance, uh, or even, uh, you know, of course, the process maturity might not be at that level where they can claim that they are efficiently doing DevOps or DevSecOps. Uh, other technical challenges uh, that we have seen as part of this uh, study, we could uh, learn that a lack of automated uh, CI/CD tooling, uh, and I talked about that earlier on as well, that integrated tool chain uh, is still a challenge they face because it tends to be fragmented. Uh, infrastructure automation, I think that is something uh, people are gaining ground, but it still remains a challenge because a lot of customers still manage hybrid infrastructure. So managing uh, hybrid infrastructure and automating across this hybrid infrastructure remains one of the key challenges. And finally, let me also say that uh, a lack of skill set uh, and budget are typical issues that uh, any organization would face, uh, not just in DevOps adoption, but uh, with respect to any new initiative uh, that one would take up. Uh, so let me take a few examples. You know, security, we talked about it. Uh, uh, in uh, when we talked about design thinking, it's a shared responsibility across development, security, even operations team, they're supposed to uh, be uh, vigilant about security threats. So uh, a lot of organizations still feel challenges in integrating security uh, with the DevOps process. So while they might have started off with some level of CI CD process maturity, integrating security uh, has still remained a challenge. Uh, when, it, when we talk about quality, you know, quality is again everybody's responsibility. So we are looking at uh, organizations including more and more automated tests in their CI/CD pipeline uh, to increase the speed of delivery to overall improve the customer experience. However, a key challenge that is emerging from this uh, frequent software changes is the brittleness of the automated tests themselves. Uh, so just to you know understand it in simple terms. As my application goes through changes, as I'm rolling out new features through this DevOps process, I'm still expected to test it every time I make the changes. But guess what? Because of the changes, my automated tests themselves need a lot of maintenance. So this has uh, become a pretty big challenge in the last few years. Uh, but guess what? You know, uh, AI-based computer vision technology that uh, we developed at MicroFocus, uh, that's significantly uh, revolutionizing this whole automated testing process and helping solve this big challenge. And finally, let me uh, you know talk about the scalability and reliability issues that companies they struggle with uh, in um, uh, delivering uh, large-scale applications. Uh, and performance engineering is also a challenge in such scenarios because the infrastructure and the tooling required for this massive scale uh, is typically not available. So if the customers uh, or if the organization is already moving to a cloud-based uh, environment, then of course it becomes easier, but we know that a lot of customers still struggle with infrastructure uh, for such massive scale scalability uh, scenarios. I'll just give you conclude by uh, talking about a case study of one of our customers uh, who operate in over 50 countries and uh, they wanted the developers uh, to you know, be more productive. So they moved to a cloud-based security scanning solution from MicroFocus, and they were able to, of course, overall improve the application quality and security, but this also allowed this company to easily increase the volume 
of the number of applications that they could scan for vulnerabilities and uh, preempt those security issues. Uh, so not just improving the application security, but ultimately they were also able to improve the developer productivity. So uh, I think that, that are some of the key challenges that come to my mind. I'm sure there are more uh, that we can talk about. Okay, so you know developers are playing a very important role when it comes to the entire uh, ID strategies these days and the entire digital transformation, uh, I should say, Manish. Help us understand how is DevSecOps empowering developers to defend their ID framework and uh, the business at large? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, uh, today the developers are considered to be kings and uh, they prefer to work in their own IT framework, especially uh, they, they, they love their ID environments, they like their programming languages, and they want to stick to those, uh, to that framework. Uh, but with DevOps, of course, you know, we're looking at a lot of tooling getting introduced to uh, automate the entire end-to-end -end process. So with this, uh, the principle of everything as a code has actually turned out to be a huge enabler uh, for automation, but that also means that the developer is even more empowered now. Uh, I mean, think of uh, entities like tests or even infrastructure, right? These definitions are turning to be treated as code. So when we talk about infrastructure as code or even test, uh, automated tests as code, this is further empowering the developers so they can defend their IT framework, uh, whatever tools that are being adopted in that DevSecOps tool chain. Uh, and we keep talking about this seamless integration across the ecosystem uh, to have that, rather than having a fragmented view, uh, having this fragmented tool chain as we try to integrate, it actually becomes uh, uh, almost mandatory for every tool to integrate into the development ecosystem, like an IDE or into the source code management system or even whatever CI tool is using. Uh, so, uh, you know, even at MicroFocus, when we are building any solution or even any other vendor today, uh, to deliver a DevSecOps platform or a solution, uh, it has to work seamlessly within the developer's framework. So for example, uh, we recently launched an enterprise value stream management solution, which as I said, is an extension of uh, the DevOps principles. Now this platform is completely SaaS based, but it also integrates with the most commonly used uh, development uh, frameworks, be it their IDEs or be it their uh, CI tools. So while value stream management platform is going to manage that end-to-end -end delivery process and make it more efficient, uh, it's easy to look at it through the lens of the developer framework as well. Similarly, if I talk about uh, a cloud solution for performance engineering and scalability testing, uh, while it is completely de delivered in the cloud, it's uh, easy to plug and play into the DevOps tool chain uh, to the liking of the developer's framework. Uh, same way Fortify on demand, for example, is, uh, is an application security as a service solution that uh, is built on this DevSecOps principle so that it can work with any developer framework. Now, when we talk about shift left and developers being responsible for security, like I said, they would want to do those security scans or those functional tests or even the performance tests sitting within their framework and they would continue to defend it. I'm, I would rather say they're getting more empowered now 
with the tool chain becoming so seamlessly integrated with the IT framework of the developers. Thanks for that, Manish. This is the last one here. What are the key trends to look after in 2022, you know, the remaining six months with respect to DevSecOps? Uh, yeah, that's again, uh, you know, interesting one because we've also commissioned studies and try to understand what are the key trends. And uh, one thing for sure is that uh, the trend is towards even more adoption of DevSecOps. So as organizations understand both the efficiencies as well as the improved security posture that they are able to achieve with DevSecOps practices, uh, we are only going to see an increased adoption across all industries. Uh, in fact, uh, from public sector to banking and finance, telecom, uh, you know, we hear almost uh, across the board that this is a phenomena that's going to uh, have to scale across the entire organization. Probably a lot of companies, they started their DevOps practices in some small projects as a pilot, but I think the need of the hour is to scale DevSecOps practices all the way across the enterprise. Uh, value stream management is, like I said, an extension of that framework. Uh, we talked about it uh, in the last few minutes. And that is also a trend that many analysts are predicting. It, it's going to be uh, top of the mind for a lot of organizations to eliminate waste in the delivery process, automate using DevOps techniques, reduce the friction, make uh, you know, the silos invisible and, and get everybody to collaborate. Uh, security, again, I think the security threat is, uh, is growing. So from our DevSecOps adoption, we will see more and more integration of the security practices within that framework. Uh, throughout the pandemic, we've been hearing about how security teams uh, they want to gain a concrete understanding to ensure that applications are secured. Uh, CIOs will prioritize in integrating security uh, into the DevOps process. Automation, 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 right? So uh, how do we further make uh, automation more resilient? Uh, I talked about the AI technology. I think uh, this AI and machine uh, learning and computer vision technologies uh, they're going to make a big difference uh, in uh, making automation, uh, I would say, more maintenance-free, and that essentially will provide the higher ROI for the investment people make in automation. Our tools like Unified Functional Testing already packed with a lot of these AI capabilities so that uh, today we can create a single script, test script across an Android and an iOS platform. Now, that's right there. Uh, uh, 100% gain in, uh, uh, in efficiency, uh, because now you don't have to double the effort for two different platforms, because uh, the AI is powerful enough to work across these different platforms. Uh, and I think finally, uh, this concept of everything as a code is a growing trend. We see uh, you know, more and more infrastructure being treated as code. I talked about tests being treated as code. Uh, overall, it will fit into the, you know, the development framework very nicely. So that probably another trend to keep an eye out on, uh, you know, that everything as a code will gain more importance. Thank you, Manish. So a lot of things are, uh, you know, there coming up for the IT workforce entirely, for the businesses, for the developers to look at right. when it comes to the functionalities, uh, Manish, I'm sure, with the kind of insights that you've shared. 
thank you so much for being a part of this conversation and filling us in with so many details about uh, design thinking as well as DevSecOps. Thank you for giving us the understanding uh, between the two and how they are trying to you know, function in different organizations, uh, Manish. It has been my pleasure, Supriti. Uh, thank you again for the opportunity to speak on this platform. It's uh, really a privilege. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Audience, this calls for a wrap. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you had your set of learnings and you've you know, made notes of what Manish has uh, given us in terms of uh, the insights. Uh, this is me signing off. Uh, please stay tuned to Techie for all the latest tech updates. Thank you so much.